Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. I got my guys, Rowett and Robbie, to talk about some new release sneakers. More importantly, catch up. It seems like it's been a while. I feel like we say that every episode now because we have all been trying to reconnect after the holidays and the new year and life. But what's good, guys? How you been? I was going to say the R&R uh, lineup is ready to go. We're ready. We're relaxed and we're ready to pot our feelings about the holiday season and the pickups. But Robbie, how are you? I'm good. I am thoroughly checking out Nick's hoodie. I, I want one of those. Yes, Nick. Where, where uh, could one pick really up good, such a illustrious really good looking hoodie. royal blue hoodie? I will... Uh... I will uh, get these up hopefully in the next few weeks, so and I'll send you that guys. Is, I got some stuff to send you guys anyway. So. That is part plug and part legitimate interest, and that's what <laughs> part of that is what legitimate. The lighting interest. is not very good in here because I haven't set up in the new spot yet, but it's pretty damn close to like the scream green Hirachi combo. So, it's, uh, do they run roomy? A, is it like a large? Is a, is it a is it a roomy fit or is tapered it tapered fit? Yeah, it's a it's a roomy fit. Yeah, definitely. I hate a tight around the torso hoodie. That's how I'm feeling. Yep. Nick, how are you doing yep. though? I'm good, man. You know, like I, uh, I'm just thankful these storms are, you know, three weeks of, of straight rain in California is not something we get very often. So we had, uh, we had some challenges with it, but you know, we're surviving. I'm glad that they're over and happy to have an actual weekend with some sunshine too. I haven't had that in a while. So looking forward we to it. We back baby. Yes. It's like we never left. So, like we, I mean, like we never left. Um, anybody been rocking anything fun? Um, anything on their radar that they want to cop? To do a little rocking and copping? From a rocking perspective, my New Year's resolution is to try to play pickup soccer for at least 90 minutes a week. And I figured what better way to stay true to that resolution by making sure my non-footwear or non-football footwear also has a football slant to it. Hence, the Kobe 8 Mamba Curials, probably the best Mamba Curial colorway that's been executed. And as for copping, I know it's not coming out till holiday 23, but my goodness, those Grinch alternates might actually come to fruition, at least as much as one can get to fruition in terms of being locked on sneakers and hoping to God that we've done enough to warrant a blessing from the Nike gods. How about you, Robbie? Any rocks, any cops? Yeah, those those Grinches will go in more detail. I've, uh, I've seen those in person twice now, and they are absolutely insane um when it comes to rocking the 76ers molly the 
Portland Trailblazers last night. So to commemorate Philly, I, I wore the 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 only Philly shoe you need, other than the new James Harden shoe, because that is a fantastic looking shoe. That'll be on the cop list later. Um, and you know, I recently copped, um, took a Grail off the list. Uh, I got the Serena Williams, Virgil, Nike Blazer, um, Impulse Buy. I'm not a role model. It's not a good look. Um, but uh, I also got the Gel Light 3 um, Nice Kicks collab, the Black Sesames, because literally nine or ten of us in the Discord now have bought that shoe in the last rolling week. So I had to keep that going. And um, I also really want these Deodoras, right? So there's, there's Deodora um, Marvel X-Men collabs coming out. There's an N9002 that I believe is based off of Wolverine and not like the the bright yellow spandex Wolverine. It's like the black with the blue. Um, I think there's a Storm also and a Phoenix colorway. Um, but just, I'm buying Asics now. I don't know what's happening in my life. These Deodoras look cool. Um, I'm looking, looking for some new things. Checking old ones off lists and looking forward to new brands. But that Deodora stuff is actually, I think, a, a Champs collab exclusive. So now that Champs has acquired East Bay, has absorbed East Bay, um, it's kind of just one nonstop shop. It's kind of crazy to think how like Foot Locker and like Champs are like the successors, right? Like I thought East Bay would have made it over Champs, but yeah. uh, here we are. Um, so get those Deodora shoes at Champs, and I'll probably be trying to get a pair too. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, we we probably should actually do a whole episode on on East Bay at some we point will. in the next few weeks. But let's um, give it a let, let the body cool down. Let it get to the morgue first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I do have to say, like, not a not a sneaker cop, but I did I did buy a bunch of stuff from East Bay on their like seventy percent off because they have all the. Uh, you know, like they always made their own like kind of team gear, right? So like, I just grabbed a bunch of running pants and shorts and like, you know, like, I oh, just yeah. like workout gear because it was like some of the stuff was like four dollars for a long sleeve like you know tea or whatever, and it's like okay, well, like kept, just kept adding things to the cart, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll just get this little windbreaker thing too, and it's like, well, I'm only at forty six dollars. Cool, like <laughs> nice little nice little pickup. <laughs> Once but, upon uh, a time, I uh, managed a basketball team, and our jerseys and gear were from East Bay. Very good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, rocking wise, uh, I don't usually wear the uh, the more new styles of New Balance, but the 2002R, this uh, kind of gray with purple and pink, kind of has that that Kith. Uh, what is it? non-native or united arrows i can't remember vibe yeah, united that's arrows. what i've been wearing a lot lately man but, um the new balance love in the discord like a lot of it is brown and gray shoes i don't i still don't get it but a lot of love for that brand if you're a new balance i mean fan, these are just crazy comfortable and that's kind of the default lately like after all the you know trips back and forth moving like my you know old ass was feeling it for a few weeks so it's been it's been like kind of like whatever i can i've been doing sweats sweatshirt hoodie 
and like the comfiest shoes I could find. So when your old ass is feeling it, wear New Balance. Exactly. <laughs> when your old yeah, ass exactly. is feeling it. Um, I think what's crazy. So speaking of this being old asses, there's a lot of shoes coming out, and I think let's just start with I mean, a shoe that I never in my brain really thought would retro. Um, for all this old asses, the DMP packs were huge, right? I think, Nick, you have a hilarious, great story of buying them over the phone with your friends. But yeah. the DMP 11 is supposed to be coming back holiday 2023. And is it a weird time in sneakers where, like, I'm excited because I've always – that shoe's been an unattainable shoe my entire life. I've, I've never owned a pair. But I already have a fighting pair of Concords that I like. Do I need the gold eyelets? The answer is probably yes, I do. But um, <laughs> you know, I sold the the uh, the Varsity Red, the, the Christmas Jordans of this year, because uh, to help pay for these, I was like, I don't need these Elevens. I have a millions of Elevens. I'm gonna sell those and buy these Blazers. But how do you guys feel about a DMP Eleven coming back after all this time? Is it something you're, you're looking for or how do you feel about it? I don't think you can have too many Concords, but let me ask you, Rod, Robbie, how many breads do you have? Because that may also work its way into that calculus of how many 11s is too many 11s. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, I have the bread 11s and I have the bread 11 lows. Okay. So I was like, ah, and then, I, I mean, I was going to say, we cuts. just got a bread 11, uh, I want to say maybe two, three years ago. And then prior to that, the retro was maybe three to four years before that as well. So it's one of those things that we are getting conditioned to always buy the 11s come holiday time. And I think this almost feels like a attempt by Jordan Brand to be like, you know what? Let's reward you guys because some of these colorways have been interesting to say the least. The Varsity Reds. I mean, I know some people still swear them, but I'd never, the Gamma's never really did it for me. But this is one that I think it doesn't matter if you like gold or not. The Concord is a Concord and it's probably the most iconic colorway there is of the 11 in my mind. Yeah, I mean, Very I think true. that the uh, the it, it is interesting because like we're getting to the point where you you kind of almost expect colors to return in a weird way where you know f- fifteen years ago or whatever you would you would think this is the only time this shoe is ever coming out right and now everything is getting retroed. Um, I don't know, like it's tough because I I think that this is probably you know the best non-original Jordan 11 color ever. I know it's only slightly different from the Concords, but you know, the, the story behind the defining moments and like, just like the championship kind of celebration of having the gold on there is like, and it's done tastefully, right? Like, you know, I, I don't want like, you know, gold foil sixes or whatever those were a few years back. Like it's too gaudy, but this is kind of like to, to Rhodes point, it feels like Nike kind of just saying like, all right, let's kind of, throw this back there for the, you know, the older heads that have been complaining a lot and get something out there. But I think that, yeah, like, you know, for me, it's super important because it was, you know, like I have that crazy memory in the story of like, you know, my brother, my, my roommate, Aaron, who's been on the, you know, the exhaust notes podcast with us is in the discord all the time. And my other friend, Mike kind of, we're all like lived, we were sharing a house and, and, you know, Mike was over and we were all trying to get the shoes, but it was like they were releasing at midnight and back then, you know, internet shopping wasn't like the thing, right? Like 
you couldn't really do that kind of thing anyway. So we called up East Bay about half hour beforehand and, you know, like just started asking questions about all this random product. And my friend Aaron was like, talked to this girl for like 20 minutes and was just like, yeah, can you, can you, you know, answer these questions about this random Air Max shoe and like, blah, blah, blah. And like, next thing you know, it's like, okay, we're watching the clock. He's still on the phone. We're like, okay, can you ask if we can all order, you know, like if we can order the Jordans, she let him order. And then as long as we use different cards and I, I think maybe different addresses, I can't remember that part. I'd have to ask him, but basically as long as we all use different names and different credit cards, we could all order as long and stay on the phone with her. So we basically all four ordered, you know, a, a set. And, um, you know, like for me, like the plan was like, kind of like, I don't know that it would be that way this now in my life, but then I was like, man, if I ever get married, these guys are going to be at my wedding anyway. We're all going to have these, you know, DMP 11s to wear to the, to the, you know, wedding. I mean, you know, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about the 11, like I wore it to high school prom, got made fun of like the 11s, like super important to me, but my relationship with the 11 and obviously everyone's relationship with Jordans has changed so much since then. But it's, it's still like when I saw this, I was like, there's no way I can not try to get this right. Like, yeah. I just, I, I just don't see how I couldn't. To Rowett's point, like the Gamma Blues, like I thought it was okay, but it's like, no, not really. But the one thing I will say about the 11 that is really kind of almost like a frustrating point to me, they've never really done like the just like white and royal blue color, right? Like it's never been like, a. I know they did the lows at one point, but like the mid, whatever the opposite of those, you know, cherry 11s that just came out the blue version of that would be a shoe that I would love to have. Like, I feel like there were samples way back in the day. There were orange samples way back in the day. Both of those were like, always like, Oh wow. I remember digging through the forums and and finding those and seeing them and thinking, damn, if they ever made those, I would love to get them, but they just kind of always disappeared and never came back. And that's one thing that I think they missed for the, like, if you're looking at colors, right, they've kind of missed that part of the spectrum of traditional sneaker colors. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, most people don't know this, the operator that was on that faithful phone call, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if you can actually believe that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long ago it was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's just crazy because, you know, I bought the DMP6s when they retroed two years ago, um, and I fucking sold them, like, six months later. So I'm like, I'm not going to wear these. They're cool. Did the same thing with the 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 Toro fives. I wanted those shoes so bad. I get them. And now I'm like, ah, I'm not going to wear an old red shoe. Cool. Gray threes. Same thing. So it's, I wonder if I bought the Concords, if I mean, not the Concord, the DMPs, if I would actually keep them or yeah, I, I just, if I don't, if I, if I look in the mirror and say, I'm not going to wear them, I kind of just let it go. Um, you know, let's do a little pulse check because Nick, you weren't on uh, when we had a chance to talk about it. And I think we've seen more looks and colors and on foot performances in the new John Morant one, the jaw one um, release is coming up fairly soon. They're doing some kind of like scattered stuff um, until like a, the actual release date in April. Um, but has it grown on you at all? Nick, I don't think we ever got your initial thoughts, but what do you guys think about the jaw one? I give it a mids. It is mid mids as the kids Ooh. say it's mid. All right. I, I like it. I mean, 
I'm I'm always a little more optimistic to these signature shoes, especially like the the players that aren't the the pinnacle player. Although I think he will be in a few years, which is why I think it's it is going to be beautiful to watch. You know, it he seems to be uh, a little more level headed than our uh, our friend uh, in Brooklyn. I'll just say, you know, and uh, not the tall one, the short one in Brooklyn. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just one of those things where like. He's so deserving of this shoe. I feel like, and my hope is that like this actually kind of shifts the narrative for sneakers as a whole back to basketball a little bit. I don't think it's, I don't think like the entire industry is going to be like, cool, we're all wearing best basketball shoes again. I think we passed that. But I do think that from a influence standpoint, he plays he plays on another level, you know, like I love watching Luca, but I'm not buying shoes because of Luca. I love watching Zion, but I'm not buying shoes because of Zion. Ja Morant will pull off some crazy shit and I will go buy that pair of shoes on a whim if I can, because it was like, good God, do you see that? And like 20 years from now, we'll have a conversation about this, like, you know, ugly purple colorway, pinkish purple colorway. That's like not, probably not the best shoe to debut yep. in my opinion. Color wise, but like I do like the the official shots of that like kind of bluish, uh, blue and blue and green and, and yellow whatever that mm-hmm. first launch color is, um, quite a bit. And I think you know there's just a ton of potential. I I know that it's I feel like Nike is very safe on those first signature shoes anyway, but I feel like. I feel like this is going to evolve really quickly into something really yeah. special. No, I was going to say cut to the anchorman gif of man that escalated quickly uh, as you we were kind of waxing poetic on jaw. The thought that just came to my mind is this the same way Allen Iverson kind of ushered in a new era, not only in terms of fandom, but the sneaker impact as well. I think that's what we're going to get with jaw. Not necessarily a fan of the shoes, but I kind of see Nick's point. Like this is a good building block. You can obviously build Rome in a day, but I don't think I've seen a player be embraced by not only mainstream America, but the streets, the little kids, the way John Morant has since Iverson. And I know that I haven't heard that comparison made too much. And if it has been, apologies. But I think that is the type of trajectory I expect now, because there has not been this captivating, this gritty, this grimy of a undersized point guard the way Ja has since Iverson. And I'm really hoping that much the way that Iverson embodied that Philly aesthetic of being the city of brotherly love, being tough, throwing batteries at Santa Claus, just being persnickety, lack of a better term. Moran embodies grit and grind in a way I haven't seen, but there is something very breathtaking. And that's not something I attribute with the words grit and grind, the way he just jumps over folk. And I think when Mike and I were chatting about it as well, I told everybody, please fear for your favorite European center because Ja is about to make a whole collection of posters for up and down the entire EU. And yeah, I can't wait to see what they do. It... I have calmed down because I honestly thought I was like, man, this is lack of a better term of Janowski in terms of what it reminded me of. But then I also thought about it. It's like the dude spends so much time in the air like a skateboarder. Nike's onto something that we plebs just haven't kind of seen in our own mind. So excited to see. Robbie, what do you make of the man? Okay, time out. Did you know that we have an entire network of podcasts? That's right. It's called the Retrospect Podcast Network, and it includes a number of shows that you might like if you're enjoying this one. First up is for the F1 fans. Exhaust Notes is a Formula One podcast that's the perfect balance for the new fans joining the sport and the tried-and-true diehard F1 fans who've been there all along. 
New episodes of Exhaust Notes drop every Tuesday on all of your favorite podcast platforms and at exhaustnotes.fm. We've also got a show for the fitted hat collectors out there called Crown and Stitch. As a baseball fan, I've been obsessed with hats for as long as I can remember, and the number of people collecting now has gone through the roof. It reminds me of sneakers back in the day, and I absolutely love seeing creativity of the new releases. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode of Crown and Stitch on all of your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube at youtube.com slash crown and stitch. If you follow me personally on social platforms at Nick Engvall, you probably already know I first dipped my toes in the podcast game back in 2015 with a show called Outside the Box. Originally hosted by my friends Brandon Edler and Jacques Slade, it eventually evolved into a show with Tiffany Beers, Jacques Slade, and myself, and then into an interview series with some amazingly creative guests. While the show has gone through a lot of changes throughout the years and is currently on hiatus, a lot of people have been enjoying past episodes recently, and I'm excited to say I have new episodes in the works for the new year. We'll be adding new podcasts to the Retrospect Network in the coming months as well. In fact, if you'd like to advertise on any of the shows, be a guest on any of the shows, or even talk to us about getting your own podcast started, reach out to us at podcast at sneakerhistory.com and find out more about the podcast network at retrospectpodcast.com. Mate, you're very excited. Like You're all about that, and that's great. I mean, I think it's ugly. I don't really <laughs> like it that much. My, my, um, I do like how it says, um, we ain't ducking no smoke on the back heel. Um, that part of it, I think is really cool. Um, I think like the Katie line in the early days, they made it like a, a real focus point to have like mementos and callbacks to different parts in Jaws life. Um, in his young career, that part's super cool. Um, but yeah, I just, ugh, not, not, not the shoe for me, but if I could get he's, you guys he's a great player to though. wear your PLM hats, can you guys give me your dream Jow one colorway? Because I've got two ideas in my mind, but I want to hear what you guys think because inherently you're two of the most creative people I know, especially when it comes to footwear. Uh, I guess. I mean, go ahead. I guess I'm uncreative because I would just like I'd put like the weatherman KD four on the first colorway of the jaw one because he likes wearing KD so much. Like, all right, we're gonna give you the weatherman's and repurpose it. So yeah, I'm not creative. <laughs> what about you, Nick? I mean, I I don't say I wouldn't say that it's a very creative idea either. But my but I would just go straight to the Vancouver Grizzlies era jerseys and like just totally embrace that story, right? Because obviously Memphis has has like just somehow like like beat the odds and like keeping the team there i think through the years like obviously there's plenty of, of places sacramento being one of them where like there's times where there's all there's like rumors of like hey the team might not be around much longer and it might go someplace else but i think with memphis like there's so many there's so much legacy there in like this new generation not new in like jaw being the new generation but like our generation of consumer that's like obsessed with that era of, of, you know, jerseys and uniforms and the sneakers that went along with it and like the stories that tie all that together. And I think there's a lot of ways where you could tie that into the roots of the team and make it really, really interesting, but not being too far outside of like what, you know, the, the true fans of the team would want to have too, which, you know, and I think like, I guess like the question I have about this one to your point, Robbie, it's like, they did all of these tiebacks, which I, that's one of my favorite parts about what Nike does. I think they do it better than anybody when it comes to basketball shoes, especially. But it always feels like every new signature shoe starts from the beginning again. Instead of like, we've made it this far with the Kobe line, 
now let's move from the Kobe line forward, right? It feels like, and I, I get that you want a player to like build out his own legacy in a lot of ways because that's what's been successful in the past. But sometimes I feel like, I don't know, you know, they, they almost go too simplified on that first shoe sometimes where it's like, you know, you have someone like Robbie who's like, I'm not into this at all because there's nothing like over the top interesting about it, right? It's, it's very much like kind of tried and true things that we've seen you know, like obviously the cushioning is going to be interesting. The swoosh is, is slightly modified from what we expect and know from basketball shoes, but like not really. Cause it's pretty close to the LeBron 20, right? Like it's a little bit, a little bit different. You don't have but to like tell the origin story pretty much yeah. every time. And I think it's interesting you bring yeah. that up, Nick, because I do see that LeBron 20 trying to usher in a new era while at the same time staying true to it. So it almost feels like a reboot. Uh, the jaw thing for me, my two colorways, one, you have to do like a one homage to barbecue or Beale street in some way, shape or form, maybe like a saxophone, make it really gold and shiny. And then the other thing, similarly, Memphis wrestling, like wrestling is so ingrounded in that city's civic pride, its DNA, its pedigree, whatever you want to call it. So give me a championship belt or a Jerry, the King Lawler one, because I think that would be pretty sweet. And yeah. Let's let's get out of the box. We know that it it's almost funny because you can always kind of identify what the first version of a signature sneaker looks like. The other thing I was thinking about is this gives me a lot of KD1 vibes for some reason. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the price point. Maybe it's just a similar aesthetic of watching somebody on the come up. But the way the KD kind of grew was really exciting. And three years from now, when we're talking about the Jaw 4, and I have this theory that Every modern basketball sneaker that Nike makes tends to peak or not peak, but tends to hit its pinnacle at the fourth iteration of a colorway. I'm excited to see where they go with this. That's Only. a whole episode conversation. That's what we do. We Only basically we're gardeners. We plant seeds for future episodes and hopefully they blossom because we remember to water them. <laughs> you were just on point tonight. That's like New Year, a new master me. metaphor right there. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of he's lying. Uh, this has been Roe the whole time. He's always he always brings the heat. Yeah, go check um, the old episodes if you need to. <laughs> yeah, check the tape. Um, I mean, Roe brought it up earlier, but uh, the Kobe Six Reverse Grinch um, that she was going to be a problem, and, and it's. Uh, I mean, there really isn't enough ways to make the amount of stock you need to um, satisfy not only the Nike fans, but like the greater Kobe touch, you know, the entire state country world continent. So it's just yeah. like the, the competition with other people, just cause there is a holiday Kobe coming out. It's going to be even greater, but man, you could release almost any like sample that I've seen from the Kobe, between what Devin Booker wears and Jaw and you know all these players, I need these Kobe sixes bad. That's a fantastic looking shoe. So I have a question for you because like the, the mockups that we've seen, right, are just essentially completely. No, that's it. Flat. No, I see like that. It's it, it is a mockup, but that's that is literally the shoe. I think the outsole might be a little different, but it's straight up red with a black swoosh, and like that's. 98% so it, is it like faithful. a varsity red or is it like a no it's university red. red perhaps it's more of a <laughs> no it's i mean think more more like a you know like christmas like bulb like 
a nice like candy red. Like it's okay. definitely the mock-up doesn't do it justice. It's not shining the way it should. But uh, yeah, that's it's it's a very straightforward. And Anthony, the pair Anthony Davis wore, um, are the same. They are them. So you can get a couple different photos of them, but it works. I mean, I don't know. It's a red totally. fucking Kobe six. I mean, and the yep. cool thing about it is you can take the laces out and put like black laces or any other color. Then you have a really good looking black swooshed red Kobe. I just and want a pair like, of bolt oh, laces or can't... Grinch laces, if you want to call them that, because I think I hate speaking like this, but it would truly be a Christmas miracle if literally every one of us hit on those, because I think that would be the true season of giving. It's not going to happen, but a man can dream. Yeah, I'll definitely be that calling. Would be in. Amazing. I will be texting people I know on campus like, "Hey, man, <laughs> how much?" Um, but uh, I mean, not to just keep on Nike the whole time, but I feel like Air Force Ones had a little lull for a little bit. Like they they were super hot, and then I feel like the past couple months, maybe nine months, a year, they took a little dip to let the dunk come through and really captivate everybody. But there's these Valentine's Day. Air Force One's coming out. A little pink, a little red. I'm a sucker for a themed shoe if it's done right. And I'm, I'm a sucker for these little, oh, I don't know why the little hearts, like little hanging cherry hearts from the swoosh, they get me, man. I'm, I've been an Air Force One freak for the past couple of years for no reason. Came out of nowhere. But I love Air Force Ones again. And these are definitely on my hit list. Like, I'm going to buy a pair. Man. I think the only thing pinker than the swoosh is Nick Engvall's face right now with the lighting. But yeah, it's one of those things. You can have my sneakers pass, Robbie. If you need to get into the store that week, let me know. It's it's not for me, but I will never get in the way of true love, which as you were kind of pontificating on it, I figured that is what true love feels like is your homage to the Air Force One. So please let me know how I can help. Yeah, they actually did a really good job with that one. I mean, I'm not an Air Force One guy, but. I like the heart on the on the heel too. the, you know, like the mini swoosh in the swoosh is a, is a cool touch heart on the midsole. Like they just I don't know. It's interesting because like I feel like this is probably one of the more challenging jobs at any footwear brand is to be like, make the same theme that we made for the past 10 years. Right. At least. And like it's rare that like I would say that and this is not shots at anybody that does this for a living. But it's rare that I would say, wow, that's actually a really cool version of X day, whatever, right? Hol- insert Flag holiday. Day. Can't wait to see here. those colors go. Yeah. Up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're going to make a 4th of July shoe, like, uh, you know, we've already seen it. Right. Like, but this is actually really interesting to me because like we just haven't seen it done that way. And what's wild is like, okay, so Dunks, Jordans. New Balances, uh, insert New Balance Model X, but like shoes that have a lot of general fans, like people like wearing white Air Force Ones and people like wearing super rare, you know, collab Air Force Ones. People like wearing rare dunks, you know, same kind of deal. Nike and with the Air Force One, like in some years, and some past lives, these would be like a hot release where like they sold out right away. And it's like, I love that Nike doesn't stop treating the Air Force One with that level of like effort. They always, there's always a good looking Air Force One releasing every couple months. And there might not be 
one piece of copy written about it. There might be not even like, you know, a sneakers drop. It's just, like, oh, it's on Nike.com one day. And there's just something imaginative and different. Um, or it's a retro of a classic that one time was worth hundreds of dollars and now nobody cares. I have two pairs of East Indy, I mean, West Indy Air Force Ones because I thought those would be hard to get. And now I have two pairs. And it's like, ah, at, at one point in life, that would have been instantly sold out. That's why I put two entries in and I have two pairs. But like Air Force Ones could not be cool at all. And they're still going to put the effort in. And they don't put that same kind of effort in with, with like Air Maxes. Those definitely be spans where it's just like, copy and paste air max stuff coming out and it's just Spam like spans. those designers have a hard job it's not easy but to nick's point it's just like make me a blue air max one it's like well f for christ's sake we've done like five like how can i do that much different of a blue air max one but they find a way with air force ones they find a way to like to keep it spicy i don't know they went to like a couple's marriage or something there's a metal there's a violet <laughs> metallic swoosh air force one that one looks cool for no reason. It's just a good looking Air Force One. Um, but then so there's. I, I know you're not a, a New Balance 550 guy, but I think of this in the same vein of the way New Balance has been going at the 550 because they're mm -hmm. just like, look, this is a great color combination. We're going to run with it. So, like, white, gray, black, the like UCLA theme. I forget the other one that I just saw recently where, like, you know, it's just like kind of classic colors mm -hmm. and like it feels like, feels like New Balance is headed in that same direction almost where it's like, you could imagine this being like the, their version of the air force one in terms of like thematic. Yeah. You know, holiday stuff too. Well, there's a Carolina Panthers. Let's put it that way. Carolina Panthers inspired air max 95 is black and university blue. It's an all black air max 95 baby blue around the swoosh highlight, the air max on the tongue and the eyelets. It's like, is there anything wrong with that shoe? Did the person who, design that colorway do a bad job of course not but just at this point since 1995 i have seen so many damn air max 95s where it's just like unless you're really telling something cool like i'm not buying it i'm not interested that has to be like on sale for like 45 dollars for me to buy that black and university blue air max 95 and i love 95s it's it's what I, it's weird the only thing i know about air max 95 is it got one of the game's friends killed so i refuse to wear that shoe on principle alone <laughs> well i think too like the other for the thing for me for the air max 95 is like i'm probably not buying an air max 95 that doesn't have the gradient mm -hmm. color right because like the the beauty of the shoe is in that gradient pattern in my opinion this shoe is that you're talking about is is like I, I mean look it's black and university blue black white and university blue like that's arguably one of the most perfect colors ever one because it ties into jordan and unc and that whole conversation but two because it's it's like one of the most commercially popular shoes colors out there so like there's all sorts of reasons for them to keep doing it but to your point it's like may, maybe try some you know like i don't know there's lots of there's how many years 30 something years of air maxes that we could try to do this with like let's pick a different style and and do that same color on because we haven't seen it on an air max 93 or something yeah. like that and on this front page alone there's like literally five different air force one models on here and they all look different it's like to your point try something different do something different and it's like they'll keep trying on the air force one but air max 95 you got some basic copy and paste work and you're gonna but like do you it. think that's also um, because of the air uh, the 
Air Force One is inherently a simpler shoe in terms of how it looks. It's aesthetic compared to the Air Max 95. And they are saying, hey, with this simplicity, it allows us to go off the reservation a little bit more. Whereas the Air 95, it's a fine line between being bold and just being tacky. And they are trying very hard to play it safe, which inherently kind of makes it tacky. It's probably the latter. It's like the Air Max 95 is harder to like pull off. There's a there's a pale ivory flight 95 coming out, too. And that's a really hard look to pull off. Like that's it doesn't all work. uh, They don't not everything works out the same way in many facets of life. But the Air Force One just lends itself. You could deconstruct it. You can make it high. You can cut it up. You can put plastic parts on it. You can do like literally anything you want to that shoe. And when you try to apply those same ethos and tactics to like an Air Max 95, it gets bad quick. It gets you get a Kim Jones, right? Air Max 95. And it's just like, ah, I think the other part to like the that colorway specifically, the black and like, you know, almost all black, right? With just a little bit of like baby blue on it or university blue on it. Mm-hmm. The person that's buying that shoe is is probably not like the oh, sneakerhead yeah. consumer, right? It's like the average person that's like, oh, I really want a lot of Air Max because that's comfortable to me. They see it on the wall at Foot Locker and they're like that. Yeah, that's I can I can wear that one. It's not too crazy, but it's got a lot of cushioning. So I'll take it. Foot Locker, I'll raise you. Somebody at Dick's Sporting Goods is buying like in store <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods. Is buying those shoes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, man, it's just like, Nick, you brought up the point about like the 550. There's like three or four different new 550s being featured here too. What white and gray, a Lakers, and a throwback to Chicago. And it's like, man, every brand, and we, we all bitch about Jordan brand not having like black cement threes available all the time, but. Like these 550s and Air Force Ones and Club Cs, right, are just like, they can come out all day, any day, in every single color, and there's going to be some human being on this earth that wants to buy them. Yep. Not to keep nursing the Air Force One thing, but it's just like, sorry, it's just like super on my mind now. Like, you can do so many different things with that shoe because it's so available I mean, in terms of like people liking Air Force Ones, girls and, you know, preteens, grandparents, any, any, everybody in between, you can kind of get crazy on there because there's going to be somebody scrolling through the sneakers app or on Nike.com. And it's just like, I want something with a twist, right? You want something simple. Everybody's like something simple with a twist. And therefore, like one, red swoosh panda dunks, like a red swoosh <laughs> panda dunk, man, or uh, panda Jordan one uh, mid. I mean, panda dunks Jordan with bamboo one. laces. Come on, let's just complete this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's what's annoying is it's like that doesn't the whole panda thing that that doesn't bother me. People get really upset. Like, not everything's a panda. <laughs> I'm like, in your brain, in your heart of hearts, person complaining about that. Do you not see stuff that's black and white and think of pandas every time? Like. I see a cat that's black and white, and I think it's a panda cat or a cow. So maybe maybe we need more cow, you know, uh, representation. As an Indian, when I'm we're all about black that. And white so things. please, from your mouth <laughs> to the motherland's ears. Maybe 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 relax on the panda, but maybe we go orca, Ooh. right? Maybe maybe bring the orca back. Zebra, like is a zebra a white animal Zebras. with black stripes or a black animal with white stripes? That's confounded the Malhotras for generations. 
that's crazy to think about but it's just like why why is it always pan there's a lot of black and white animals that i think have the same penguins god's sake but um, i feel like penguins have had the same their level run, recognition like, with all due respect to morgan freeman like the penguins were very much booming at the early part of the century like they peaked in 2003 they, were. they got a bit of avril lavigne to them the panda <laughs> uh yeah what man i'm more conditioned now to say panda but like historically i would i really would think cow hmm. it is funny though because like it's, it's this is a, a whole nother topic for another deep dive too but the nicknames that stick versus the nicknames that disappear right like panda has been like i mean orca was literally a nickname for like years for yeah. nike on all sorts of different shoes that were just white and black and like yeah. it just disappeared and then like panda comes along and it's like well every blog every site like do you feel that's catering to the Asian every, market? Every and like variation. the Asian market is probably the biggest proponent of Nike footwear. And they're like, you know what? What was once in Orca is now a panda because shout outs to our Asian brothers and sisters because we want to show them some love. Who knows? <laughs> they were like, hey, wait, you're not buying all these Jordans and Dunks that yeah. we're pushing over here. Actually, and I, I'm joking, but I'm also not kind of joking. Um, panda by one rapper named Designa. Oh. Um came out in 2015 and that song was everywhere panda panda everywhere. panda 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 i guarantee freaking to you that had a effect on why everything's now called <laughs> white and black i mean to borrow a concept from another podcast the rewatchables and apex mountain is this the apex mountain for panda non-animal like, is this it? Is it? Because I agree with Robbie. I thought it was a song, but now it truly is the dunk. Like, that is the first thing I think of. Outside of Chinese food, it's a skateboarding shoe. Like, that is the Mount Rushmore of panda concepts to me. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Very interesting. Man, I have to say, By too. By the way, shout out to Panda Express, Beyond Orange Chicken, for those of us trying to uh, avoid eating meat, is... Fabulous. Beyond Orange. Sponsor the podcast anytime. What's Beyond Orange? Like a nice goldenrod chicken? Like, (laughs) no. So, I mean, I want to bring this up. So, I was just scrolling down, and there's an Air Max One Golf that is literally like quoted as white and black. They had a chance and an opportunity there to call that a panda Air Max One Golf. And they chose not But maybe to. they're showing tact because I remember every black and red colorway for the longest time didn't matter. was just being referred to canonically as bread. And I was like, okay, are we really getting liberal with this? Because in my mind, bread is reserved for the highest of highs. But kudos to Nike for showing tact. I, like, is there, I'm not much of a golfer, but is there any par- uh, portion of the game that has something that's inherently black and white? And maybe that's the <laughs> internal name for it because I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, that's a. I, I think we have to recognize that we don't know everybody on the internet. So when somebody says bread overarchingly or panda overarchingly, think about the last time you were in a retail store. Listeners who are former retail employees know this. You get people in there asking fucking for, you know, all kinds of this goofy like, wrong names. Those people are all existing. They're just all online now. So like you're people get so 
butthurt and like about to have to shape about what things are called. Like, you know, you're letting somebody who is this with genuine ignorance describing a shoe because that's what it looks like to them and it riles some people up. It, and this is like not anybody I know is literally I read comments on shoes like, you know, Secret News posts something and like, oh, the yeah, the DMP and people posting like, that's the wrong nickname to like some to user whatever. And it's just like, man, do you know that user whatever is just like, I'm just trying to learn. Probably like, probably like a 45 year old dude who went into a store one time and saw those shoes a decade ago and we're just like, oh, yeah, the pandas. <laughs> it's just like, ah. <laughs> By the way, I love when you do voices. Maybe that dude has a 16-year-old kid now or, you know, a 14-year-old kid. And, like, they've been asked for pandas and they see white and black Jordan and white and black shoe that their kid just asked for. So it's a fucking panda. It's just like, and they have the internet. So they comment in that. Like, are they maliciously? Well, maybe they are. I was just going to say, Robbie, anytime you do a voice, it sounds like a background character from South Park. And I'm here for it because the amount of indignation and fur <laughs> that you were like, ah, come on, come on, come on, come on. So, yeah, that's yeah. exactly our target audience. We are trying to troll everybody. Like, you should go into a Reebok store and be like, hey, do you guys have a, a Panda Ultra Boost? And just watch their head explode. <sighs> that's super it's, it's also the exact voice that I hear in my mind when I read user Team America 68532164721. <laughs> that's super hilarious bro i've never made that connection but i describe any like when i am referring to another person while being myself i do watch a lot of south park and i grew up watching a lot of south park and that's probably where i got that from subconsciously like it didn't ever occur to me but it's totally true <laughs> i like, thought this is a robbie i mean this in the most respectful way but you are truly the randy marsh in my life i never knew i needed but now that i have oh, you i man. will never let you go Randy Marsh is one of the I most like, developed characters in that uni- in that universe. Um, speaking of developed uh, characters, do you guys care about a new Travis Scott Air Jordan one? Are you? We're not going to get them. I mean, it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. It's called the final <laughs> Travis Scott. It's like what? Ni- oh, that's a lie. Is it Travis? But this, I mean, is it the last one? But I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a sucker for like an olive jacket, an olive pair of pants, an olive bag i love olive and army greens so like all these shoes have pretty much spoken to me except for you know the white and blue ones but this is a great looking like if i could i would happily take this shoe like i really want a pair but olive just gets me man i can wear olive shit all the time i love it i love it a lot too i love it (laughs) i i think i think this is my favorite colorway of all of them so far to be honest um I do like the fragment colorway, but I have no interest in like owning that shoe because it just seems like a weird collab to me. But uh, I think the coolest part about it is just a women's release, right? I think they're doing women's and kids, which you know, props to them for doing that. Even if even if it means uh, harder times for me and Robbie at the higher end of the footwear spectrum trying to buy those shoes, there won't be if any, there will be very few. I believe in you. I have to say, like. The um, I was gonna say. Never mind. It's okay. I mean, it's for gone. me, I, I'm probably Uh-oh. the least of the Travis Travis Scott demographic. But to Robbie's point, all of shoes can't go wrong with them. It's like purple for me. Like you can never do anything wrong if you pull off a tasteful olive or a tasteful purple colorway. It's a shame that there's a very strong likelihood that I will never hold one in my hands, or more importantly, wear one on my foot. But 
kudos to them because this is a step in the right direction and I kind of like it. And I'm also here for the corresponding apparel and equipment collaborations as well, because I think it's only going to be fire. So kudos to you, Travis Scott. And if this is actually the final one, then you know what? I'll pay over retail for it. I remember what I was going to say now, Nick, because you said you don't like the the frag one very much. That frag, Travis, one low. The high top, I think this it looks corny. Like the, the color blocking is not good. This fundamentally, it's not a well color blocked shoe. But the low top one, everybody from like Kim Kardashian to somebody I see on the street to like Matt Shoe Hefner posting a pair he's wearing. That shoe looks so freaking good on foot. This the materials are so on point. You look at it and you're like, damn, that's a well made. Like you can just tell it's a well made Jordan one. And the color blocking's really good. Um, that's definitely like the same. Like these were on the hit list. One day I will get a Travis one though. Cause like feel how you will about him. Like when you see them on foot, like some shoes, you're just like, Oh man, that's kind of like not what I thought it would be. Or, you know, it's, it's the Travis Lowe's live up to expectation with what they should yep. be. Obviously it's not, it's 14, $1,700 shoe, but it definitely is a $200, 250, whatever they're, retail asking for but they're beautifully made yeah yep. totally agree so any any other so i guess we kind of went long on a couple different shoes anything um just quick fire you're you're looking forward to in the next couple i think this uh you know we've just kind of been looking through like the release sites and stuff there's two shoes i don't know that i'll actually get them but that Y2K gel light three pack is interesting to me. I'm just, I'm more curious, like how they came up with that color scheme for a Y2K pack, but the accent colors are great. I don't necessarily need like the shiny silver on them. And then I saw the uh, Reebok blast is coming back, which as a pretty diehard Reebok collector, like that shoe has eluded me each time it's come back. So I'm going to try to get those for sure. I think for me, the, SB Dunk Low Waritos, just because the fact that by itself yes. it looks great, but then we start seeing photos where the swoosh has turned from green to orange, and I'm like this is perfect. Like, kudos once again to the Dunk team. You've figured it out in terms of the storytelling and just the demand for it. So that's probably the next most anticipated shoe on my cop list if I'm feeling adventurous enough to try for it. Haritos, Nick, you definitely know about having a strawberry. Haritos and some taquitos and uh, oh, taqueria. Yeah. yeah, that's like my whole jolly. That was also my pick. And the fact that Index has a pair of frag Jordan 1 loaves for $1,500 in my size. Brand new. I don't need to see that right now. Um, but the the Haritos, that's, yeah, that was my pick. Like, that's, I'm going to be buying a pair right, of those. You and me both. And then we'll reenact the Arnold Schwarzenegger Carl Weathers meme where we'll clink a couple of Warito bottles together and then do some weird sort of footsie action. Can't wait for that day. Well, what's funny is I also have the Tecate dunks. So I love Mexican drinks and dunks apparently. So if I can get both, I mean, got a nice little, nice little, no, I was gonna say, we've uh, got coffee, Mike's option. coffee show with kicks. And then we've got dinks and drunk. Uh, what is it? Drinks and dunks. <laughs> drinks and dunks. <laughs> or dunks and yeah. drunks who knows, who knows? um that's actually we need to not post that we might that's, have to try that that's too good of an idea <laughs> <laughs> take that back Alrighty. so um anything else from the group 
that's about it. I, I, I think, uh, I think I would say 2023 is I'm more optimistic about sneakers in 2023 than I have been. I'm, I'm always optimistic about sneakers, but like the number of just like good shit silhouettes and colors that I've seen so far from all the brands right now, like it's just a great time to be into sneakers and like be able to explore other brands. You know, it's, it's, there's just so much good stuff out there. You know, like we could go through a list of literally Saucony and Asics and New Balance and Hoka has a couple of interesting things coming out, which I would not normally say. I know like you've been talking about the on stuff forever. And I feel, I was just talking to somebody today. I was like, eventually I'm going to get some, but like, I just aesthetically, I don't like them, but you talk about how comfortable they are all the time. And I'm just like, every time I see them on sale someplace, I'm like, is this the time? Is this the moment that I finally <laughs> go for it? But do your feet the, tri- uh, the favor, man. Yeah, I will. I definitely will eventually. For sure this year. I I want to I want to I don't I've never owned any ons and I've never owned any hokas. And I want to I want to definitely grab a pair of each of those this year. Hokas are for hoes. Um unrelated related. So we got these Puma shoes, uh, the Nitro 2 and I've been running in them. Quick little review. They're great walking shoes, man. Maybe it's just me, but the the heel bed the platform isn't really big, so like I think like my my heel swooshes around, and it's, it kind of hurts after a little bit. They're great to walk in, though. I've, I've had people ask me about those Pumas, and I had to give my honest thoughts after running a couple miles in them. Now it's like maybe it's my feet, man. I think I just have bad feet. That's just that's my problem. I have bad feet, and also they're a little. Uh, I, I haven't run in them yet, but I do plan on it, and I. I think just like, like, you know, I've taken them, taken the dog for a walk in them a handful of times. They're a little like maybe unstable. I don't, not unstable. That's not the right word, but like maybe like ultra boost, like, you know, how like that sock upper kind of doesn't keep you in check, but, um, you got a pair of nitros too. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, they're, uh, they're great to walk or like if you're just doing walking, highly recommend. What what I'm not gonna say I wouldn't run in them. I am a poor runner above anything else on earth. Like I am not good at running. So it's just like don't let me sway you one way or another. But um yeah. That's all I got, group. That's all Sitting I got. With me. Anything wrong? Get out of here, dude. <laughs> all right y'all well thanks for rocking with us and listening make sure you hit the first link in the description to join the join us in the discord there's about 500 really awesome people in there right now we'd love to have you in there having these conversations throughout the week um if you are enjoying the show make sure you check out our patreon been putting more stuff back up on there early access to episodes more coming giveaways coming like i've got some stuff in the works with uh some of the guys from the discord so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, New Year, same us, but some, some new energy. So looking forward to uh, talking to you guys more. I guess let everybody know how to find you. They made it this far. They deserve to follow you, right? I guess. If you want to follow me, I'm just around the river bend like Grandmother Willow. No, actually, I'm on Twitter at 
Rohizi on Instagram at rohitm13, part of the greater sneaker history cinematic universe on the Exhaust Notes podcast as well. Robbie, how about yourself? Um, you can find me realizing I own a pair of vast gray dunk highs. I saw a pair online and I was like, oh yeah, I, I had those. Um, realizations. You can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. How about you, Nick? You can find me at Nick Engvall on all the platforms, but more importantly, follow at Sneaker History everywhere. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Goodbye. Adios. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.